0: Soul Sibling, it's a Soul Sibling Sunday. I'm Mr. Blue, aka Alexander, and I'm here to give you a quick bite of mindfulness. In 2020, I finally read, for the very first time, Anne Lamott, New York Times bestselling author. I read her book, which is called Bird by Bird some instructions on writing and life. Such a great read. So I marked, I love to mark up my books with pencil, dog ears, sometimes questions, sometimes even sketches. I don't need to have new books. I don't need to have the book jackets and covers. I love to take them to the beach and get them sandy. That's just my love and how I use books. This is on page 51 in my book and it's in the chapter on character character that just takes me back to acting class at Brigham Young University when I was studying voice and diction and we l- we had to learn how to pronounce things phonetically <laughs> oh my gosh what an interesting class and then you can learn the way to say character on stage instead of character character hmm okay here's here's the passage You avoid forcing your characters to march too steadily to the drumbeat of your artistic purpose. You leave some measure of real freedom for your characters to be themselves. And if minor characters show an inclination to become major characters, as they're apt to do, you at least give them a shot at it. Because in the world of fiction, it may take many pages before you find out who the major characters really are. Here's the part, just as in the real world, it may take you many years to find out that the stranger you talked to once for half an hour in the railroad station may have done more to point you to where your true homeland lies than your priest or your best friend or even your psychiatrist, end quote. What So when I read this, it made me think of a couple items. So here's the quick bites of mindfulness for you. First of all, I remember several years ago when I suddenly realized through studying Zen and Buddhism and practicing and breaking down into breakthroughs continuously that I was either obsessed about someone I loved, that I was attracted to, that I was addicted to, that I was just... Mm, so much energy. And then, of course, there's those people that I get very angry with or hurt by or frustrated. And those two extremes ruled my relationship life. And I was invited in Zen practice to look at the neutral person. There are billions of other humans on this planet who are categorized as neutral, people I've never met and it also fit with the idea of equanimity which is very much a beautiful concept look that one up and in the equanimitable place in a balanced like middle space like in the soil the the fertile open ground to grow are all these relationships so by no means am i saying Desert your close friends and the people you love and they're your family and or never Risk having love and and working because it's painful. I'm simply saying That there are so many neutral friends and relationships to be had and when I started opening myself up to that world I found that there were a lot of gifts And in fact, being part of in the room, so to speak, that's a phrase for recovery 12 steps. I actually belong to like four AA. Well, let's say five AA. I did CMA in the beginning. I did refuge recovery. I do recovery Dharma. And now I'm doing the luckiest club. And I'll tell you all about that if you're interested. That just started a few weeks ago. I actually pay a membership every month to belong to this recovery zoom community called the lucky club or the luckiest club so the neutral people oh it's worth looking into it's really interesting um and the in the rooms in this community and sangha of people who are trying to stay sober from drugs and alcohol and then it It spills over into sex and devices and sugar and working too much and extreme thinking. Someone said that yesterday, extreme thinking. Well, two days ago, I thought, wait, is that an addiction to get caught up for a couple days in extreme thinking? And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so good. So look for the neutral people. Realize that there are so many new people that you could get rid of all that obsessed energy and focus and just let go and open yourself up to something new. So here's the last part that goes with what I really wanted to tell you. I'll never forget this story. I'm going to read you the quote one more time from Anne Lamott's book. Just as in the real world, it may take you many years to find out that the stranger you talked to once for half an hour in the railroad station may have done more to point you to where your true homeland lies than your priest or your best friend or even your psychiatrist. I was biking through the streets of Salt Lake City a lot from 2008 to 12 for four years before I moved. And in 2008, I bought this awesome mint green with red highlights bianchi bike so i was definitely unmissable (laughs) and i was biking through the this neighborhood in sugar house one day and i just waved at somebody and i actually for some reason remembered this person when i bumped into them at a later time I was just doing my thing biking through and a lot of times when I'm biking I'm like in the zone and I'm and I'm feeling alive like I'm I'm flying through the streets and I just it brings me to a high vibration place being on my bike in a city anyway. And I said hello to this gentleman that was in his yard uh, doing something maybe watering and hi and I waved and it was just so natural. I naturally do stuff like that anyway. Several months later, maybe it was a year, I ran into this person and he said to me, do you remember waving to me on your bicycle one Sunday afternoon? You will never know where I was at in the depth and the emotions and that gesture was life-saving for me. And I've never forgot it, character, character, which kind of character will you be? (sighs) And I just thought, you know, it's true, like, don't underestimate what you share and per- like what you send out into the world. And frankly, you can't fake it, in my opinion. So, the more you fine tune what it is you are, you know, judging and your point of connection, that spills over into everything and everyone. So, I wanted to send this to you on Valentine's, February 14, 2021. That's it, soul-sibling. I'll see you on the next episode. A poem by Mary Oliver. It's entitled The Kingfisher. The Kingfisher rises out of the black wave like a blue flower. In his beak he carries a silver leaf. I think this is the prettiest world, so long as you don't mind a little dying, how could there be a day in your whole life that doesn't have its splash of happiness? There are more fish than there are leaves on a thousand trees, and anyway the kingfisher wasn't born to think about it, or anything else. When the wave snaps shut over his blue head, the water remains water. Hunger is the only story he has ever heard in his life that he could believe. I don't say he's night right <laughs> I don't say he's right, neither do I say he's wrong. Religiously, he swallows the silver leaf with its broken red river and with a rough and easy cry. I could rouse out of my thoughtful body if my life depended on it. He swings back over the bright sea to do the same thing, to do it, as long as I, to do something, anything, perfectly. Are you looking to jumpstart your meditation practice? I have a free guided meditation playlist with seven meditations ready to go for you now. It's free for a limited time. Head over to viralmindfulness.com forward slash free.